happy 2019 guys we have made it to a new year congratulations if you are listening to my voice for the first time in your life uh, my name is natalie pierre lewis um, and this is my podcast the business of where i interview uh, entrepreneurs in unique areas of industry um, to find out behind the scenes info about you know the daily uh business uh issues that they have to deal with even in crazy you know professions like fetish trainers and uh other interesting things and also to provide inspiration to entrepreneurs to let them know that you can make money doing pretty much anything if you put a little work in um this uh podcast is an offshoot of my business NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm uh, where I help you get all of your business paperwork together to help you maximize profits. So if you ever need help with things like getting your business registered, having contracts, getting something trademarked, or, you know, needing guidance on how to hire employees, I'm your girl. And you can check out everything that I do at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Um... So now on to the show. One more quick announcement. I know that you guys, a lot of you have business ideas that you want to start off for the new year. And I have an event coming up on January 12th, 2019. Uh, For those of you who want to get it done in one afternoon, myself and business development expert Shara Gibson are going to be holding a a workshop in Capitol Heights, Maryland, to help you get your businesses registered, get your business plans done, get contracts, all that paperwork that you need to make sure that your business starts off on the right foot. So if you're interested in joining us for what we are calling Business Launch Boot Camp, I want you to go to www.businesslaunchbootcamp.eventbrite.com and grab your tickets. See you at boot camp. This month, I interview uh, Naeem Najib, uh, author of the book Love is Not a Game and co-pastor of The Real Church. Uh, If his name sounds familiar, I interviewed his wife, Tayomi Morgan Najib, for the very first episode of the show. Um, And during one of their uh, online services, that they have every Saturday, I was watching the two of them interact and I contacted Tayomi and I was like, do you think that Naeem would um, want to uh, be interviewed for my podcast? And she was like, sure. And we had a conversation. And um, But it didn't go the way that I thought. You know, I usually have a set of questions that I kind of go through with the guests from my show. But Naeem really had a different perspective on things, and I thought it was the perfect message to start the year off, um, especially for those of us, you know, thinking about or on the road of entrepreneurship. So enjoy our chat. Okay, thank you again, Naeem, for agreeing to uh, do this interview. I thought that interviewing, um, having an interview with you to start 2019 off would be a really great way to open up because your focus um, from what I know of your work as an author and, you know, co-pastor of Real Love Church is, you know, you're really promoting love. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people are looking for at the top of the year and just in general in life. Um, So the first thing that I want to ask you is like, I know you, you are an author, author of Love is Not a Game. And I know that, yes, you co-pastor 
Real Love Church, but how would you, how do you define yourself or describe yourself if someone says, well, what do you quote unquote do? Uh, well, that's a good question. And a lot of people find that to be a mystery about me, but it's really not. I, exactly what you said is what I do. I'm, a, I'm here as a love educator. So what I do is I deliver the message and the wisdom of love that I've learned to anyone who's willing to listen in my life, my relationships, those who follow us and uh, Real Love Church. So if you're asking me about, are you talking about a job? Or are you just talking about what I do? Because all I, all I do is educate about love through my demonstration so, of life. Yes. So, so um, the, the point of this podcast, The Business Of, is I like to interview people who have unique careers and, you know, things that you're not necessarily familiar with and figure out, you know, what are the behind the scenes, you know, business thing that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, and how did you get into this, you know, quote unquote, you know, kind of non-traditional profession and how did you decide that it was going to be something that you made money from or had a career, had a career from, you know what I'm mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, when you're telling me that you're a love educator, I remember when I first um, interviewed Tayomi and, you know, she's a pleasure coach. Most people are like, what is a pleasure coach? So what is a love educator? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the reason why I term, I coined the phrase love educator is the, because love is something that a lot of us are miseducated about. So you ask 10 people, what is love? And you get 10 different answers. You ask 10 people what is uh, two plus two, you get the same answer. So I see love as a universal principle, which is the same in every situation, every person, every time. So it doesn't matter what you believe or think or feel about it. Love is one thing. And it is freedom, appreciation, innocence, truth. And I'm, I, I'm here to help people apply those principles to their relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship, business relationship, family relationship, et cetera. So that's my purpose as a love educator. Okay. And how did you know that this was your path to follow and that this was going to be your life's work? Okay. Uh, I knew that because I knew deep down I wanted to have healthy relationships with people. And I didn't know necessarily how to do that because I noticed that some relationships in my life are very healthy and some are really easy to have and happy. And then others become very dysfunctional and very uh, toxic. And I wonder, is it me? Is it the other person? And I learned that it's not. It's actually the way we've been programmed to have relationships and my life's work is correcting that programming in myself so that I can have healthy relationships. And that is my life's work. And from that purpose stems the different avenues of receiving money or financial appreciation from what I do. So I'm going to just upfront tell people that if you want to learn how to make money from doing what I do, you should stop listening right now because that's not what I'm going to share because that's not something that's this is not going to be the same for every person every time. The content of what I do, which is educate about love, that's my path. The way I receive money from it or from other avenues can change on a week to week or even a day to day basis based on um, how I'm how I'm uh, guided and how I'm uh, directed in, in that time. 
So I just want to say that up front as well. Mm -hmm. There's more that's, that's... people that are qualified than me to talk about business. I'm here to talk about healthy relationships and love and how that works in my life. Right. But even in, you know, teaching people how to have healthy relationships and this being your path in life, there are still certain. Uh, so one of the things I tell people is it doesn't matter what your business or your career is. There are certain steps that you still have to follow as, you know, a quote unquote business in the United States. You've got to get, you know, your business bank accounts. You've got to, you know, track your expenses. You've got to, you know, get an EIN number, things like that. So as a love educator, you, you surround, you are, you know, dealing with the metaphysical and the emotional and the mental, but there are still these, you know, mundane tasks that you have to deal with. So can you tell our audience, what are some of the things that a love educator still has to deal with despite, you know, yes, I'm, I'm teaching you how to have healthy relationships, but I still have to worry about this on a day-to-day -day basis or, or think about this, you know? Well, in uh, simple terms, money. You have to think about money all the time because your relationship with money is still a relationship. And there's a way to have a healthy relationship with money and an unhealthy relationship with money. So there's a system uh, of dealing with money that we, uh, we have, we promote, and that we use in the Real Love Church and that I use in my personal life and my business. And the mundane things, just simple things like you said, opening a bank account, how are you, how are you managing it? How are you, uh, are you using cash or credit or cards and things like that? That's, that's basic stuff that a love educator, just like anyone else has to deal with. And again, my focus is around how are we looking at our relationship with money? Is it something that, oh, um, I have money coming in, so this is all money for me that I can just do whatever I want to do with? Or is it, uh, is there a certain, certain way that I'm going to allocate it. So for example, one thing that I do all the time is I, I set out my list of expenses for the month, business and personal expenses, and cover all that before anything so that I don't have to think about it for the rest of the month. You know, so set aside, just say you have a thousand dollars that you need to put into your business every month just to cover the basic stuff like a GoDaddy, uh, you know, your your website and, and hosting and whatnot, all of that stuff, your Zoom account, you need to, your, your bank fees, put write all of that stuff down in a list, get a bottom line number and put that aside. And the other thing I'd have to say, we're going to talk about money is to pay yourself first, regardless of what happens, what your expenses are, what you owe, what you want to do with your money, put money aside for yourself first, pay yourself first, and then start paying and paying for other things. So that's, that's the best advice I can give about money. Okay. What would you say is, um, kind of, uh, what would you say is kind of like the most annoying thing about having to deal with the money side of your, of, you know, being a love educator? Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> Just people, money is just money. It's the people, you know, people always got wants and needs and demands and, you know, ideas and things to do with your money that, you know, it's like you have this plan in place and nothing ever goes according to plan. So okay. that's the most annoying thing to think that 
things are going to go according to your financial plan. They will not. Okay. So you don't really do what most people do is like they, they budget. You just kind of like, you're just like, let's take care of this stuff. And then, you know, whatever's left, we just go, we're just going to ride with it. Uh, well, what I, I, people have different ways of looking at budgeting. I don't use the idea of budgeting per se, because it seems like a limit. What I do is I talk about me, what I need for myself first, my mm-hmm. business needs and the, the needs, get rid of all the needs. Cause you got two okay. money categories. You got the needs and you mm-hmm. got the wants. Maybe okay. in business, we may want a new printer or mm-hmm. computer, but do we need it right now? And is it financially responsible to put out money or go into debt over something that we do not need? Right? So, cause you know, there's plenty of businesses that take in, that can take in six, seven, eight figures and then still have that much expenses and you're not taking in more than a couple thousand dollars a month or what a year or what have you, because it's like, Oh, well you have so much income. It's like, no, well, how much of it is profit, right? How much is net and gross and all that. So to make it simple, you have your wants and your needs. So personally you need to eat, right? But you do not need to eat at a restaurant every night. You need to have food to eat. So that's your basic needs, but eating in a restaurant or eating out or drinking and all that socializing, that stuff is a a want. That's not a need. So needs need to be taken care of first. And also what we have is the reason why we have problems around money is because we have poverty mindset. You know, do you know the statistic of people who win the lottery and who end up broke or with less than that every year? I mean, every um, time they, every, let me, let me rephrase it. The statistic of people who win the lottery and lose everything. I know it's very high. Yeah. Like you, would you say 50% or 60? Somewhere on there. Yeah. And it's about 70%. So literally. Wow. No, no, that's seven out of 10 people that if so they it doesn't were, matter how much you have, it's your relationship with that money. Doesn't matter because poverty minded people are grandmasters at getting rid of money. So you can give them $10, $10 million, $100 million, they will find a way to get rid of all of it. And with the whole lottery thing is in less than 18 months, it doesn't matter how much they, they receive, they're going to be in as bad or worse position within that time as when they won the money. And that, so the worst thing you can do with a poor minded individual is give them money. It's not money that's going to fix your problems. It's fixing your mindset around it. So how do you come, how do you fix that mindset? What are the tools that you implement? The tools are learning exactly what poor minded people, I'm not saying poor people, there's no such thing as poor people. You don't measure your worth and your value by money. You look at, but how you think about and use your habits with money. Because if you take in a million dollars a year and you spend 2 million, then you are still, right? It doesn't make you a millionaire. It actually makes you worse off than if you took in uh, 50,000 and you spent 40,000, you know what I mean? You still have more than that person who spent what they didn't have. So what you, the first thing you need to do is tell the truth, just like in, AA, they say, okay, well, what do you do? My name is Naeem and I'm an addict, right? Well, my name is Naeem and I know that I have programming to a poverty program in my mind that's 
geared toward me not having. Because what is the thing the poor-minded person says all the time? I don't have. I don't have. I don't have money. I don't have time. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have. You need to get out of that and develop disciplines and practices to help you remember your prosperity. And I can share some of those tools with you. But that's the first step. You need to admit that, yeah, left up to your own devices, you will not have. Um, okay, that's a good tip. Something I wanted to talk to you about. I remember uh, Tayomi posted about you, uh, your, you guys' prosperity jar. Yes. And how did that come about? Well, that came about actually right here. One of them anyway. So the prosperity bank, what we call it, it's in the form of a jar. It came about by reading Robert Lee Camp's book called Big Money Book. I recommend anyone to uh, Google that, look him up, Robert Lee Camp, and it's called The Big Money Book. And it's a, we uh, had it and we, we read it. I introduced her to it and we read it in the course of a week. It's very short, less than 100 pages. And in one of the chapters, he, he uh, suggests an exercise for building your inner prosperity. And it's basically using money in a way that we're not used to using it. So you take a jar, you take coins, and what you do is you designate this jar your prosperity bank. And every day, no matter what, you drop at least one coin in there and you say an affirmation. And the affirmation goes like this. You drop it in and you say, this money I'm placing into my bank is adding to my wealth. My wealth and prosperity increases each day. I have lots of money and I'm grateful for the abundance that surrounds me. You close it, sit it down, you look around, take a deep breath, and you say, I see that I'm surrounded by so much wealth and that my every need is being met by the unlimited abundance of the universe. For all this and more, I am grateful. Prosper prosperity is built on appreciation. So being grateful for what we have is how we are able to uh, attract more. Because when the, you want to know the quickest way to get rid of something or someone in your life, Natalie? Tell them to go. Don't appreciate them. Stop appreciating. So you don't appreciate, that's the same thing as telling someone to go. You're saying, I don't value or appreciate your presence, so get the hell out, you know? So that practice, the, the point of the money in the jar is money you're not gonna spend or use or give away or invest or do anything with. You literally sit this in your house somewhere where you can see, and it reminds you that you have. So even if you are at zero with your own money in this whatever time, you can look at that and say, you know what? I can't say I don't have because I have. And I've said in my mind, that I'm never gonna spend this money or use it, which means I'm gonna find a way to receive more money no matter what. And so it's just one of many tools and practices to use to help us get out of that poverty mindset. That's really cool. I actually, um, I had started doing it myself and I, I remember that at the time I was going through a little bit of financial difficulty and I called Tayomi to tell her about like my praise report because I had been doing it for a while. I've been waiting for this $1,300 check. <laughs> Man, I was like, and I needed that check. But yeah. I was like, All right, let me keep my job. <laughs> but do you have any other tools that people can maybe, maybe if they don't have a jar or, um, you know, any other affirmations or um, things that they could do to try and change that mindset. Because when you are a business owner, there is always this fear of not being able to meet those business expenses. You got staff to pay. 
you got, you know, your wherever, if you're renting somewhere, if you've got to buy supplies for your clients. So how do you as a business owner, when business hasn't necessarily taken off yet, or if it's gone down, kind of ease that worry. So you're not like, you know, so you don't go into, oh my God, I don't have it. Right. It's a good question. And the bottom line is setting a purpose for yourself. If you know your why for why you're doing your business, then all of that other stuff will not take first precedent over your mental real estate and your peace of mind. So if you know you're doing this because this is what you're born to do, it's what you want to do, that you would do it for no money at all, then the whole money thing, like if you're doing it just for money, then, and, you're, and especially as an entrepreneur, you know that fluctuates, that whole you know, money cycle thing, then, then stop get a job or do something that's a little more, that'll, that's a little more stable that'll give you, that you can give yourself peace of mind with. But if you found something that you are, that you are, you feel like you're truly on purpose about, then you let the, you also, you let the, the guidance for that come to you in the form of people who know what they're talking about. So I appreciate you having this podcast because people need this advice. But me, I want to say also out of experience and knowing, if you think that just receiving a couple of tips and tricks about money and finances and IRS and, you know, write-offs and all that is going to help you um, have peace of mind around money, that's not what's going to happen. The peace of mind around money comes when you are okay either way, whether I have all the money that I said I would set out to reach more or less, I'm okay either way because I'm on my purpose. And I know that love goes with me. Love meaning God, meaning prosperity, goes with me wherever I go. So just because it may not be coming in the form of money, I ask people to look at, to do this practice. Whatever you receive that is not financial, but you received it as a gift, look at that as money. Because everything can be seen, can, you can put a dollar sign on it. For, exa for example, say a friend drop you off to work or to the store or somewhere and you know that Uber ride would have been $30. They just gave you $30 in the form of that ride. Someone fed you today, lunch or dinner, and you know, or someone offered, you know, brought a case of water to the office and gave everybody, whatever it may have been, you can, you can put a price tag on that and write it off as money that you receive because money is not always in the form of cash. It's in the form of volunteer hours, right? It's in the form of people uh, uh, giving you gifts and food and rides and gasoline for your car and such and such. So when you start seeing value everywhere, you realize that there's never a day that goes by that you're not receiving money. It's just not in the form of money. So that's a practice that I uh, also advise people to, to, to use and to look at, seeing value in everything and being grateful, appreciating it. For all this and more, I am grateful. That's what, you know, that's what we say at the end of the prosperity bank meditation. That's beautiful. Um, that's a yeah, that that's something that I think we we don't necessarily think about as business owners. We're always worried about the bottom line. So can be changing our mindset about our business and not making because I know that my business, I started, you know, just doing it for my friends and I know that I would do it you know, for nothing. So I don't necessarily worry about the money, but you know, when money is tight, I do, you know, get in that space, but it doesn't stop the work. And that keeps, absolutely. Me, you know, but you know, 
It just it takes time. One day, one day I'll be I'll be where you are. I'll be cucumber. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a daily, hourly, moment to moment practice of remembering what the hell you're here for and what you're doing, right? Because if you just know what you're doing, you're not you're not there. You have to know why you're doing it, okay? And you want to know the best way to save the workplace drama, especially if you're working with other people, meaning more than yourself. You want to know the best way to uh, save all that drama and even have a strong team with you, Natalie? Have a common purpose. Thank you. And that means you attract people who see your purpose and they receive it and that they are 100% with you. Tell you a brief story. My brother was reading this book and the story was in the book. Uh, I believe it was by Simon Sinek. And I forget the exact title, but it had to do with the why. Now, the... <clears throat> I'm going to just be general. This man, he had an expedition that he was uh, taking people like through the North Pole on, uh, on, the, on, a, on a boat and they got stranded out there. The boats iced up and they had to find their way back to land. And it was a very treacherous journey. And in those situations, people resort, revert to cannibalism and all kinds of things. But everybody made it back under his leadership. And there was no instance of people bickering or having a hard time with each other or fighting or any of that. They were totally one unit, a monolith. And you know why? Because he attracted the people who had the same goal and purpose as him. And in, his, in the uh, newspaper article that he set out for, to attract people to work with him on the ship, to, to come with him on his voyage, he didn't say what we, know, what we would normally say, oh, uh, Anyone who wants to make some extra money working on a ship for the next three months, you know, come see me. I'm captain so-and-so. What he said was, I'm going on a dangerous voyage. It's going to be about six months. There's going to be long nights and months of darkness. It's going to be treacherous. You might die. Um, there's going to be a lot of hard, rough times and is a high chance of failure. And if we succeed, there's great honor and prestige to be had for you and for everyone. Everyone who answered that, that, that ad, they got on that ship. And when they encountered hard times, they got through it together because they weren't in it just for the money. They were in it for the purpose and the vision. So having a team around you like, yeah, be, tell the truth. Like, listen, y'all, we ain't paying you this month. Not because we don't want to, because the money's not there. And now you have a choice to make. What are you going to do? Are you going to leave? You're going to stay? You're going to bring us to court? What are you going to do? Because I'm telling you what, what the thing, if you can, if you can find people who can work with you for a bigger purpose than just the money, then that's building a family in a, in a, in a team, in a community, rather than just having employees. All right. Because no matter what, how you cut it, your business is going to have a certain culture and people who feel supported and appreciated, they work harder and longer with more drive and purpose because they know they're being, they're receiving love because love is appreciation. But those who are just there because they're afraid they're going to get fired and all this, just there for money, they're not going to be so inclined to work together. There's going to be competition and all that. And all that is in, you find in games. So I, you know, love is not a game. That was the title. That's the title of my book. And we talk about how love is, the principles of love and games are different. In love, you have cooperation and games, you have competition. So for, that's just one basic principle. You want cooperation and to have cooperation, everyone must have the same exact purpose all the time. Same team. Okay. 
words of wisdom from Pastor Najee. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so what would you say is your, uh, the accomplishment that you are most proud of as a love educator? I'm most proud that I did what I set out to do, that I didn't set out to become an author. I set out to offer people another way of seeing love and relationships. And it just happened to come in the form of the book. It is also expanded to the form of uh, my marriage and relationship with Taomi and our, our church, Real Love Church. And you can find it at reallovechurch.org. You, it, it encompasses all of that. And I am most grateful to myself that I set out to do what I set out to do, which was to find love in my life and relationships and business and money and all that. And it simply comes down to having, having a purpose and joining with people in that common purpose. So I have peace with that. So regardless of what the bottom line is on a level of form of money and how much we receive or don't, I know that the people that are with me and our congregation and our team, we're together and we are living life and we have no, we're not, we're not playing games. We're not doing rehearsals. Every day is the real deal. And I value people, the people in my life more than I value the, the money and all of, all, of that, uh, all of that stuff. And since I can say that out of truth and I could really do this and not receive money, then that's what I'm happy. I'm happy that I became the person that I'm working to inspire others to be. And whether I have one person, a million people, or no one, I'm still proud of myself for that. That's right. That's Thank right. Um, <laughs> clap hands for yourself. <laughs> um, what What is your alt? Not to limit it, but what is what do you see the vision? The vision that you see for for love is not a game. The book for your ministry, just for your work in general. I'll tell you the uh, some of the ways that the vision is expanding. The way that love is laid out in Love is Not a Game and the way that we teach it is a curriculum. A curriculum is step-by-step -step system that you can follow, that anyone can follow and, and achieve the same results. The results that we're talking about is peace of mind and happiness in your life and relationships with other people, be it romantic or not romantic plus others you know, family, friends, coworkers, et cetera. The ultimate goal is to help people achieve that and to have it myself. Doing that, we have our online ministry. We have different eBooks and guides that we put out. We have Glamorotica101.com. We have, um, we have our, our ministry. We have, uh, we teach colleges and universities, high schools. We go in and we give workshops and seminars and we teach um, in the academic setting. And my goal is to have love as an actual curriculum to put, put it into colleges and universities and say, this is what we offer. We're offering a class on love, love 101. PhD in love. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Can you be a doctor of love? Dr. Love, like, you know, people, they used to call me, you know, they still call me Dr. Love or the love doctor. And I'm like, well, I receive it because I, I see love as something that you can literally, you can literally learn and, and remember really and unlearn all the 
the programming, but you can remember and, and uh, activate it by following the principles. And it's all laid out, all laid out in the book and the curriculum that we, we create. And I want it to be in more universities because those kind of minds, those academic minds that are used to receiving things in that curriculum in that way, they, they'll get it. And everyone who's received my book and read it and shared it and everything, they say we appreciate the simplicity of it. It's deep, but it's simple, it's easy to read, and it's, it's laid out like a PowerPoint. It's like, this: do this, don't do this. Think this, don't think that. This is love, this is fear. That's it. It's not, well, you know, Naeem thinks that maybe if you get abused and stuff, you take more abuse and that could be love. But also if you're healed and you feel happy, that could be love. It's like, no, <laughs> abuse is not love. Health is love. Guilt is not love. Innocence is love. Being destroyed and angry and upset is not love. Being happy and peaceful and joyous is love. Being taken for granted is not love. Appreciation is love. That's it. However you choose to show your appreciation, maybe it be money, maybe it be cooking for someone, maybe it be raising your children, maybe it be uh, giving someone a compliment, maybe it will be starting your business and sharing this message with people. However you do your appreciation, that's love, that's what you do, we need you. I'm talking to everybody, however you do it, even if it's just mopping the floor, we need that. Nobody's trying to step in in any any uh crap or anything are we uh, can we curse on here I don't yeah wanna, uh, yeah yeah nobody's trying to step, step in any shit all right i want to respect your podcast i don't know how you do things i, I want my the entrepreneurs here to you know i want them to just let it all out there's no restrictions because biz businesses you know we usually business have to have you know or you're supposed to have this facade of like you know professionalism i want people to see the inside like you know i'm pulling my hair out or you know fuck this like whatever so thank you, because definitely fuck that. Nobody's trying to be out here stepping in shit and having a hard time because someone doesn't someone doesn't play their role, do their their function in the business or the company or what have you. So again, whatever your role is, whatever you are here to do, do that. We need you for that, and you are equally valuable because you know I don't know if you've seen that commercial. It's like you know. What do you want to be? It's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. What about you, a lawyer? And this one, what about you, an accountant? No, uh, engineer, this and that. And then they ask one guy, what do you want to be? He's like, uh, they all need suits. So I'll make suits, you know? And it's like, there you go. Not everybody's got to do the same thing, but find your place, find where you can give and receive value and just, you know, just do that. And, and know that if you, if you are truly convicted in what you're doing and what you're here for, then you will create an energy field around you to attract like-minded people. And from relationships, your relationships are what help you generate and receive the flow of finance and money. Not just a degree, not just a seminar workshop, it's the relationship. So if you're going to school right now, meet people there, get the information. And another thing I'd like to say what I do is when I meet people and I take down their information in my phone or their business card, I say, wait a minute, do you have like, 60 seconds, I just need 60 seconds. And I would just take their card and I would write their name out, write their email, and I say, I'm sending you a text or email right now. And I do it right then and there, because I don't know about you, but I lose business cards and I forget who the hell it was. I don't do business cards anymore. I, I exchange so, numbers and send texts. Yeah, I just say, let me save this person's number, write a note of how I met them, what they're doing, who they are, and send them a, a message right then and there. Do not wait, take action now. 
And if you're networking, network. Don't just, just don't just look. If you have something on your mind, share it with someone. Because maybe you and that person may not be able to do business, but you may know someone who can do business with them, and they may know someone who would do business with you. You know, so yeah. That led perfectly into my question of what advice you have for you know aspiring entrepreneurs. That was beautiful. Um, so now, uh, where can people find all of the work you do so you know they can get their mind right about love, money, health, all that stuff? Well, you can find me and Minister Tylemy online every Saturday at 11, 11 a.m. Eastern at Real Love Church. You just go to reallovechurch.org and you can sign up for the Zoom. It's on Zoom, the webinar, and you can find us there. You can find... You can email us at reallovacademy at gmail and info at reallovacademy.com. We are, we're, uh, our Real Love Academy is our academy for teaching love as well. Soon we'll have programs for people to become uh, certified love educators, aka life coaches, love educators through our academy and where you take the curriculum, what we, what we teach and, you know, share that and teach it and use it to, uh, start your own business oh, uh, so wonderful. yes so that ties into the goal and purpose as well so i'm um the instagram that i have is strictly for my book and people who have the book and want to share things with it is is not a game media that's on instagram and twitter um i'm not i'm not personally on social media i'm uh, it's just for the the message you know so if it's promoting the message, I'll be there. So when you see me and Tommy together, we're promoting message of love, sex, relationships, money, God. That's our five topics. God, love, sex, relationships, and money. That's what we're here to educate and help people see differently and correctly. Because those are five major areas where we get it really wrong. Or let's just say, let's not say wrong, but let's just say we see it in a way that doesn't help us achieve what we want to achieve which is basically success and happiness and my bottom line is happiness is success and success is happiness so if you're not happy don't care how much money you have because you can't buy happiness okay folks you hear from dr love himself you know if you want to get your mind right about love health money god sex all that good stuff um follow him i've been um attending their online church um not as regularly as i should but every time i pop in i get a good word uh, and I will put all the information in the show notes. And thank you again, um, Naeem, for uh, taking the time out because I know you probably have other things you want to do on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, so thank you. Now. Um, I want to thank you so much. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, just say goodbye to the crowd or whoever's going to be. There. Oh, yes. Well, so, everyone, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. I really value your time and attention. This is not time you can get back, but I do hope and pray that it's something you can take from this and apply to your life. So I do appreciate you. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, this is an addendum to uh, the the, uh, the podcast. Yes. Uh, Naeem, I w- wanted to say. Yes, I wanted to say something just on a real note to everybody about these things, about um, cell phones and stuff that these things can really make or break us. And in terms of not just business, but personally, I've been doing so much research in in my own life and just 
in general around how these phones uh, really just consume a large amount of our attention and be, have become a part of our life to the point where I was holding my one and a half year old nephew in my arms and I had you know, Taomi on FaceTime and she, and he automatically just looked at it and waved and like, it was just normal. I'm like, he knows this better than me. And he's one and a half, he's 18 months. You know what I mean? And so a couple tips about the cell phones, they are, they are uh, places of extreme distraction if you don't use them with purpose. So you need to have a purpose every time you pick up that phone. You know that most people, meaning like 99% of people, are not are not within within nine feet of their phone at all times. Meaning right. at all times, right. within, <laughs> not, you're probably within nine feet of your phone, probably within arm's reach of your phone, right? It's such a major component of our life. But the question is, is it bringing you peace or not? Is it helping uh, contribute to your peace? So here's a couple things you can do to help you have peace around that. One, for the first hour of the day and the last hour of the day, do not touch your phone. Do not look at it, do not turn it on, do not touch it, do not try to think about it. Be with your goddamn self or your partner, your children, whoever it is in the environment with you. Be with yourself, be with them, write, start your day, write something down on paper, do something where you can be in your own body and feel yourself waking up and be in your own head before all of the world because this is not a phone this is a mini computer in the form of a phone because it does a lot more than make phone calls so it's a portal first, it, thank you that's a perfect word for it for the first and last hour of the day do not be on your phone give yourself time to adjust to that and uh, if you feel that you cannot go for too long without it meaning hours or days just know that you are an addict you have an addiction and it comes down to a dopamine addiction because the um, the constant interaction of these phones release dopamine in our in our brains and that chemical it is used to help us. It's like a pleasure chemical, so it's also what gets released. I read an article about that, and they suggested to um, switch your home screen to grayscale because you don't get that. When you see those notifications, you know, you kind of get those receptors going off. But if you have grayscale, you don't get any of that. Yes. And you, you know how you also don't get any of that? When you turn Put it, it down. off. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn it off. If you feel like you cannot turn your phone off, you're an addict. If you feel like you can't go from one room to your house to the other without having it with you, you're an addict. If you feel like... You can't put it on silent for too long. You have to check and see you're an addict. If you text and drive, you're an addict. If you feel that you cannot, um, you have to make sure the notification is on zero. You see it, you got to keep going through it until it's done. Not really reading or looking at anything, just looking at the notifications. You're an addict. So we are all addicts here and when it comes to this. And it's not just the, the visual, it's the sound, the buzz, the vibration, the ping. All of that sets off those receptors. And the, the problem with dopamine is it's addictive and that addiction um, is dangerous. You know, just the whole idea that you're driving on the road and ding, and then it's like, oh, you know, and that split second can distract you enough to put you and other people in jeopardy on the road. So I'm, I, another thing you can do is when you're not using your phone, turn it off, 
when you don't need it to talk to someone or to post something. Like if you're on social media, before you post something, decide what am I going to post? Like really look at it strategically. I'm going to post this, whether it's a selfie or a business idea or whatever it is. Say my purpose for going on social media is to do this. And I'll spend no more than five or 10 minutes looking at other people's posts and I'm going to turn it down. If you tell yourself, I'm only going to look at posts for five minutes and you're on there for an hour, you're an addict. Remember that this is a this is a big thing because it consumes our time and our in our minds and our brains and it causes us in, to be dopamine addicts and there are other ways to get dopamine. One of those is to create a checklist and start checking things off. Simple simple things. Even I love checklists. I love checklists. It feels good to check stuff off. Like even if you you work out. Like when I work out, I work out and I put everything I work out on the checklist. So if it's like 50 push-ups, I'll be like, okay, um, 25 push-ups, 25 push-ups. And then when I do 25, I check it off. If I do 50, I want to check them off. Both. I'm like, yeah, two checks, you know, 20 squats, check it off. hundred jumping jacks, check it off. You know, you know, just put everything. I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to drink a gallon of water and then separate that. I'm going to drink um, this bottle, like, uh, you know, four bottles today. And then you check off each one, each one. Make checklists and check them off. It's a healthy way to receive your dopamine. It doesn't trick your body into thinking that you've achieved something when all you've achieved is being distracted by a notification that probably just said something like LOL. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you know, thank I you. think this is a great way for a lot of us, um, you know, not just business owners, but people in general to, you know, really start our 2019 off right and not be wrapped up in everything and to really just kind of reset our why and put some healthy, uh, healthy um, habits into place so that we can, you know, propel towards success. <laughs> Hold on now, somebody's texting me. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I got distracted, sorry. No, you were saying propel us towards success, absolutely. Yeah. I'll yes. check that later. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, thank you so much again for, you know, because I think, you know, I readily admit that I'm addicted to my phone. So that's something that I have, to, that I am convicted about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Thank my you. goal is to be to the point where I can lose my phone and not be upset about it. Just get another one. Ooh, you know, I don't even know if I aspire to that. <laughs> I do. Fuck my phone. Thank you. Okay. Uh, more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so <laughs> what a wonderful message of love and of motivation to start off 2019. If you are interested in anything that uh, Naeem does, you will find his information in the show notes um, as well. He and his wife, Tayomi Morgan Najib, they are co-ministers of the online church, The Real Church. Uh, access to that is in the show notes as well. And also, if you're interested in any of my services in terms of helping you get your business off the ground, uh, I invite you to check out everything I do at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm linktree forward slash npl consulting firm linktree forward slash npl consulting firm uh enjoy your january and i will talk to you guys next month <laughs>